Hi. Are you the same guy from like 10 years ago? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Yeah, because I have like... Because I have like I'm going to change a bit, maybe. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm a bit more mature, I guess. But like, I'm still the same guy. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's cool. How far back do you remember? Because I have some questions about past stuff. I remember almost like... everything i guess it's all still very familiar when it comes to like my old stuff i did so you can ask me everything all right let me just um open up the text file real quick because i've written down the text file <clears throat> let me just collect myself real quick and then i should be ready <laughs> no problem Hello and welcome back to this podcast that still yet doesn't have a name. I'm uh, Glitch, um, everyone knows that by now. And uh, we're here with Foxy DK. How are you doing, bro? Doing pretty well. How about you? Uh, I'm doing fine. Like I said, I'm doing really nervous because I've known you for quite a while and some of my <laughs> friends also know you, so they'd be really happy to see this. Yeah, that's cool. One thing I should say is that you, I don't really treat this as like an interview. It's like, like I said, if you ever listen to the podcast with me and Bug, then uh, it's more of a casual thing per se. Yes, so. of course. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have many questions. I have like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven things to go through. Okay. Perfect. I should say this right now. I have, um, this is, this is going to sound kind of obsessive, but I have streamed one of your songs like 150 times, like for the past <laughs> three and a half days. Oh my god, like, I'm very honored to hear that. Like, that's pretty cool. Here, I'll, I'll take a screenshot. <laughs> Hang on, let me go to Last.fm. You're still using Last.fm? I haven't used that for a while. There you go. <laughs> oh my god. Like, that's sick. Like, I'm very honored to see that. Oh my god. Yeah, it's no problem, because um, when I was listening to that song, then it put me in such a mood. It's probably, like, one of your most popular songs, but from listening to that song so many times, like, it, it got me in a trance where I just can't, couldn't stop listening, but just that. For audio listeners out there, I'm talking about 37564, featuring 4649 Narushiko, which I will get to that in a second, because I'm, okay. I'm really curious. That song basically had two moods to it. It felt quite melancholic but at the same time mm-hmm. quite mysterious as well because in yeah. my head i theorized about this after that song you and nadashiko made um you all just seem to have like kind of went on a hiatus for god knows how many years now and yeah yeah without any explanation really do you have any sort of like explanation on why you just sort of disappeared for that many years I mainly disappear because, uh, yeah, I had like some really bad, you know, mental health problems. And I, I just like couldn't do music anymore. And um, that was basically it. So I, I just couldn't do music. I, I just like was so stressed out all the time and I wasn't able to work. And, and I just stopped with everything, really focused on myself for a while and after a couple of years I felt better and started making music again so <laughs> it was like that yeah I noticed that you were on and off because you uploaded like Water Sky in 2013 and then a few other stuff like 2014 yeah. 2017 right after yeah. that so it was basically this you know I just didn't have like any inspiration I, I wasn't like really feeling well and, and I just I just wasn't interested in music at all. After I, you know, felt better, uh, I started making music again. And since like two years, I feel amazing. So, so are you planning to make like a huge comeback this year? Because I know that you returned like last year for a brief moment. Yeah, yeah. I I tried to make like more stuff this year and next year. So I'm working now on a couple of songs. And, you know, I, I'm doing a lot of sound design as well. So I'm using Serum a lot and I'm using Massive. I use those two VSTs a lot lately. And also I, I do some stuff still with um, LSDJ, so with the Game Boy. That's, that's really cool to hear. So what else do I have right here? There was also another like controversy surrounding around 37564. Mm-hmm. Um, it was mm-hmm. an artist called Sewer Slut. 
Have you heard about her? Yeah, I've heard about her. She wrote me <laughs> a couple times. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was just going to ask about that one controversy she had where she made a remix of that, uh, of 37564, and yeah, basically yeah. named it as her own title. I wasn't aware of it at first, but then, like, I got a message on, like, SoundCloud, and maybe I can still find it. <laughs> so she wrote me basically, like, um, that she's sorry that, like, she was stealing my music and stuff and like that she will delete it in the future and i was like oh that's that's okay i wish you good luck with your music <laughs> that was my response here. oh so I, I wasn't like really mad i was just like okay, i was like, just like okay yeah sure yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she followed me like way back when she wasn't even popular it was weird that she got so popular for me yeah, that's what the YouTube algorithm does sometimes. It changes people. Yeah, so I was like, okay, like, what the hell? Now she has like 31k like followers on uh, SoundCloud. And, and that was strange for me because I, I remember I, I was listening to her stuff when she had like maybe 1,000 followers or like 600 or something. For me, it wasn't like really a big deal. I just think it's not really nice, you know, when you like remix a song or do something, at least like give credits. I always yeah. do that most of the time. So when I'm not like using a sample or something, I just you sometimes samples and I, I don't really give <laughs> all the credits to it. But like most of the time, if I'm, if I'm making money with, with the music I'm putting out, I, I just always credits and so yeah i i don't really have much to say about sura i had my own issue with her but i just don't want to get into it really because yeah. i don't want to like yeah. throw any more fuel into the fire with especially yeah, with all the controversies that she's been through right now and i don't think anyone wants to hear any more of it so i'm just not gonna say anything for the time being yeah of course i just think i'm just a very chill dude i i don't want like stress with anyone or something i'm just like i, I personally i don't really care about it <laughs> yeah, there was a text file that was included within that EP. Let me see if I can find it, because um, I did have a copy of it. Yeah, I found it. So, basically, Link, the original song, then her remix. And then she just basically apologized, explained what happened, uh, something like that. Oh, okay. That's interesting. <laughs> well, yeah, at least I she wasn't even that, aware yeah. of that. Okay. Yeah, it's good that she apologized. So. When was this, by the way? Was this, like, two years ago? Yeah, I guess in 2019. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It must be like from the message I see here on SoundCloud to say it's in December 2019. <laughs> so it was December. December. Okay. Yeah. Let's go back like eight or nine years. Mm -hmm. What was your production like back in the day? Because I know it, like it's way more different now. Yeah, back in the day, I I started with making chips here, and, and after that, I just got Ableton Live and I started to make like those chip break, whatever you would call it, kind of music. You know, I just tried to learn new stuff and wanted to, you know, create something different um, because I was like, you know, I think my music is a bit boring. <laughs> yeah. And um, then I, I just started to, you know, experiment with different sounds and stuff and learn sound design a bit. So that was basically it. Yeah, I came to the conclusion that you're more of a variety producer. At first I, I had mistaken you as a breakcore producer, so <laughs> I would say like I don't consider myself as like a breakcore producer or lollycore producer or chiptune producer. I just do the things that I like and <laughs> that's basically Yeah, I know that you did like that split yeah. EP with that other person that was kinda of, like lollycore related. Yeah, yeah, it was, that was... Which is no longer up, I cannot find a copy of it. <laughs> it I guess, like, do you, do you mean with Odoxelagnia? Yeah, that her? one. Yeah, yeah, I, I did a split with her in 2009, I guess. 2009? Christ. <laughs> or, or 2000, no, it was even 2008. We released it on Chip Tip Drops in 2009, but like this was like one of my first stuff I did. It's not very good in my opinion, but I was young then. I was just uh, 14 years old. Jesus. <laughs> so what was the state of that community back then compared to now? Maybe you know MySpace? 
MySpace. No, like, yeah. <laughs> so, I remember back in the days, there were a lot of, you know, those breakcore, lollycore, or IDM, or whatever, you know, like you could find so many different genres on MySpace. And I, I basically wanted to find new music there. Back then, like, the community was, like, very small. Nowadays, there's so many artists and, like, there's so many platforms. Back in the day, there was, like, maybe, like, MSN and MySpace. And when it comes, especially, like, to the, you know, first people that kind of, like, created that whole thing, I guess it was, um, like, Lolling Ride, maybe you heard of, of them. They're from Sweden. And then, like, um, there was also, you know, Gorshit was still around for like so many years. I yeah. He still like had MySpace in like 2008. Yeah, Gorshit is still around. Yeah, so that was that was also like pretty cool, like that he's still making music. Um, but like back in the days, I think like <laughs> people used just like MySpace and, and yeah, Lost FM as well. But there were just so many like musicians on MySpace. Now there's like more Lollycorish producers, and the community certainly has grown over the years. And yeah, it did. Funny you say, because at some point I wanted to be like some sort of Lollycore producer, but after experimenting with it, I just decided it wasn't really like a good idea to like base myself off of that and just be more comfortable with what what i made as in general kind of like how you felt during mm, that yeah. time i know yeah. that you, i know that you listen to me that's for sure and i, I found that yeah. very surprising <laughs> i listened to uh, music on, on spotify and i really liked it so i i, I really like you know that you use this ambient element um, with breakcore and drum bass and jungle and and i really like it you know like it's it's something very un unique in my opinion you know from what i've heard like a lot of people say yeah you're similar to that artist or, or, yeah I, I don't think that <laughs> like i think you have a very unique style yeah like i said last episode i'm not really a carbon copy of anyone else it's just it's more of something yeah. that i've grown to get yeah. used to and if i try any any sort of other genre then uh, sure, it kind of sounds sloppy at first, but then I, I try to perfect it. So you started making music uh, not so long ago, right? Yeah, I, I guess I would say I made my big break like last year, but when I started using FL Studio for the first time, then it was like October 2017. It took me like oh, four okay. years just to learn four it by years. myself without any tutorials. I also, I use Ableton Live. I've used uh, FL Studio before that. For me, it was just like more easier because I use my launchpad a lot and also my keyboard and a lot of other things. <laughs> and um, with FL Studio, I just like, it was sometimes a bit more difficult, I think. That's just like my personal opinion. And I think it's still a very like cool program. Everyone is just used to their own programs, so. Yeah. It's either one program or the other. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. I think it really doesn't matter as long as you're like really having fun and can make great music with it. I mean, I, I did like a LP with just a game or camera. And I like, you know, sometimes when things are more limited, you can get more creative. I, I thought you might have used like Tracker for a bit. I use Tracker as well. It's a fun, fun uh, program. I had like an old computer and I used Tracker <laughs> on it. You can actually, I guess, install it even if you don't have Windows XP. So I installed it on DOS. So it was just... <laughs> On the, what was it? It wasn't a Toshiba, I forgot it. But it was like a very old computer. I know that Gorshit used um, Amiga trackers for mm -hmm, a while. Mm -hmm. uh, with Amiga, you know, with the trackers, I don't really like sometimes the sound of them. Like, because they sound sometimes like weird and like yeah. distorted. Yeah, they're very compressed. Yeah. Like, uh, it's cool. Like, a lot of like early speed core stuff was done on. Amiga, for example. I'm from Switzerland and there was like a net label like back in the 90s and they produced like Speedcore and they all used Amiga computers. <laughs> so I think like for, for also Jungle, you know, back in the 90s, a lot of people just used Amiga. 
Yeah. Even buy like some sound cards where you had like preloaded samples and stuff. That was pretty sick. With those Amiga um, trackers, I I wasn't really sure how people imported files onto there because like I'd, I'd hear like breaks and anime samples and I'm just guessing if they either recorded it or just somehow imported it somewhere from CDs. I never used Amiga, but I think they have like a certain file in there that just like, just have to change like the bitrate, change the file and then import it. So I guess it's not that, that hard to do. I was going to use an Amiga Dragger at some stage to experiment around, but I just gave up like after two minutes, just, just like how <laughs> I did with Ableton. Yeah, I tried to import yeah. plugins. <laughs> I mean, like, if you, I think, like, a great tracker nowadays is Renoise. I really like it. I, I used Renoise once. I just liked Ableton the most. It's, for me, one of those programs I, I really like to use. So, what are you currently, like, working on right now? So, like, with our music? Or... Yeah. You, you, can, <laughs> you can just give out the titles. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, currently, you know, um, I'm just working. I don't know like what kind of music it is. Like I have no idea. It's similar to like the last stuff I did. I personally really have no like title for my music genre I'm making, but I, I'm just like doing my own like style. <laughs> I, I like when music, you know, has that like um, that power in it when it's bouncy and like just like happy. Sometimes I can't even make up any titles at all so I get, I get where you're coming from <laughs> i don't really dictate what genre i'm making it's more something mm -hmm. i'm i mostly lean towards on my own and sure if it sounds like drum and bass then sure it's drum and bass but if it's something else then i, I i'm confused yeah i i don't like labeling stuff like in general i just don't like that and you're putting things in a box i never like that like in general <laughs> who have you collaborated with so far because i know you've collabed with nari shiko and um that other person with the split yeah with and uh, who else there was this guy called you know from australia he's a friend of mine like he changed his name i have to look it up what is i don't even know his newer but i also made a split with him um like back in 2013 or 12 something like that and i guess it was like bolshevik rave party was his name then but i can't really remember his name now because he changed it uh but like yeah he made also some pretty cool stuff you know i also have like some other friends i'm making music with in switzerland so i sometimes just like create some melodies or stuff for them or send them like some presets for zero more massive <laughs> that I, I made myself so they can use it i also like i also like... use those two plugins a lot they're both great <laughs> yeah those are great yeah and omnisphere is also nice i like omnisphere also a lot you know that lollycore.org is um archived on wayback machine right oh i haven't no really yeah it is oh. they have like an archive of everything including chip dip drops uh <laughs> they have they i see your stuff in there hang on oh that's cool oh i can remap <laughs> oh yeah now i can see like i did also a split with hector mora yeah and like with odoxelagnia and like this was i i tried to make like noise music as well at one point for me with noise music was just like i bought like um, a bunch of things you know and i i just wanted to express myself with it and it was good like to let out anger or something when you're like not feeling good for me it was more like that so it was a very good tool for me like to make noise music because after that i always felt calm hyper melancholic so it was basically just harsh noise so i was listening to like um Meritsvo and masona uh -huh. and i just was like shocked at first that like people can enjoy that stuff <laughs> i was like how the hell can people like enjoy noise music there's a fan base for everything yeah and, and then i i just was like you know i try myself and then i i understood like it's it's fun to make because i um you know the freedom that it gives you is like you don't have to follow musical rules or any rules and you just can do whatever you want and that that's like the cool thing about like 
a lot of like this avant-garde uh, noise, free jazz stuff that you can just like do whatever you want. And it's like anarchistic in a way where you still have a certain kind of structure. And I like that those genres because of that. Unfortunately, none of these uh, links seem to go anywhere because they're not archived. So I think most of your <laughs> stuff is just lost. Yeah, but I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I still have some of it, but like not all. Uh, I don't like my early work that much, but like I, I like my new, newer stuff more. Yeah, that's so I fair. think it's just like more professional. It's more about like experimenting back then, I'm guessing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and I was like younger. I made most of the stuff when I was 17, 16, 14, like that. There's about this one collaborator I was going to ask because mm -hmm. I ever since i listened to 37564 speaking of which that kind of broke the immersion for me when i found out what, what the numbers actually meant <laughs> like <laughs> oh god it kind of broke the immersion for me i was just like okay so maybe it's not what i was thinking okay sure uh like, but i'm just gonna be straightforward with this yeah do you know what might have happened to nadashiko because she's completely gone yeah i know everything about her <laughs> to be honest well she had like in 2010, you know, she started with like vlogs and stuff, so she was a bit popular on YouTube. I remember that. And then there was like some weird 4chan incident as well. Oh, jeez. Uh, from what I've known, she made like a track still in 2017. That was very surprising. Oh. And it was then like, like I stopped uh, with Tips to Drops record, and I was very happy, you know, to see that she. Like made a track for it that was pretty cool. I'll know that it um, a tribute to my label on on Sundra Violence, uh, and yeah, that was like very nice to see. I was very happy about it. Oh. And yeah, after that, like uh, she she got actually you know married, so. And now she's like happy young woman, I guess. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's that's actually mm -hmm. awesome. That's like better than the answer that I expected. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was it was like <laughs> oh I don't know she might have disappeared or oh, okay she just probably lost interest in music. But mm -hmm. no, that mm -hmm. was very surprising to hear. Because <laughs> like for a while, for like two days straight, I was just wondering to myself, where the fuck is she? Like I didn't want to even research because like that would be weird of me to do. And so like yeah, it was just so mysterious for me no but like a friend told me like you know that she's married and i was like oh that's that's nice for her so oh. i was very happy she also like you know had problems with um, schizoaffective disorder oh jesus so that was that's pretty tough yeah um um she had like some really heavy mental health problems but now she's doing great and this makes me very happy I'm really happy to hear hear that, honestly. Yeah. Now, now people are going to start calling me a simp in the comments. <laughs> Don't, do <Simp>. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. I could just, like, uh -huh. I have this image in my head where I'm standing in front of a corkboard, coffee in hand, photos with red threads connecting the dots. I, lo I look back at the camera and say, where is she? <laughs> if someone could make fan art of that then i would be so happy yeah. if any of you any of you lovely artists out there listening like i i'd love to see that happen i i really would just like uh, i just uh, have like crazy eyes where is she <laughs> so do you make like your art right do you like make it yourself yeah um i use photoshop oh, okay nice i have like a lot of photos on instagram uh, Tumblr, all that stuff. I usually mash everything together. So it's, I don't draw anything. It's just more like experimental glitch art. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I, I draw a lot of like anime stuff from scratch. I started doing that at age 23. And then over the next four years, I, I just um, learned it. Uh, more and more and then I, I just got better and now I most of the time I make uh, the artwork myself for example like the um, the artwork of uh, my latest EP I, I've done it all myself the drawing included and then before that the cover art for bring it here was um, drawn by a DeviantArt user 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was like a fan of mine, and I asked her, like, do you want to draw something like for this track? And she said, yeah, of course. Do you have any stories to share about my music? Yeah, uh, like yeah. anything, <laughs> collaboration stories and so Yeah, like. yeah. I would really like, you know, to just uh, work with more artists, like in general. Um, I really, you know, uh, found out about one artist and like she makes like pretty cool stuff. Like I think like everybody should check her out. I'm not very sure how to like say her name, but like I think she's very talented. And I was thinking maybe I could like make a collab with her. There's a list. I think yeah, that's, a list. Yeah. I think that's that would be the best way to pronounce it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I might be wrong. I think she's very talented. And like, I, w I would like to maybe make a split release with her. Like I can send you like a link of the stuff she's doing. Because she's using a lot of hardware soft uh, instead of software. And that's pretty, pretty nice. I don't use any hardware at all. It's just me using a keyboard and a mouse and that's it. <laughs> so uh. I use the keyboard, MIDI keyboard. And uh, yeah, sometimes also my guitar for bring it here. I just played a couple chords <laughs> and recorded it. I just live at a very small place and I don't have that much space for equipment. And it's also cheaper, you know, like if you would buy all that stuff and doing everything analog, it would be horrible <laughs> to, you know, uh, carry it around. So about stories, do you have any stories to share? Maybe I can like share my story about like the concerts I, I had back in 2009. So I remember once, uh, maybe you've heard of like micro music you know what that is it's like a collective of like different Egyptian artists i i've never heard of it yeah it's it's not very well known and i can remember there was like a art exhibition back in 2008 and i've uploaded like some music on myspace once like a guy came to me and said like ah oh, i know your music and it's like what the hell i have like just about thousand plays or something and then I was like very surprised about that. And then he said he was listening to it on MySpace. And after that, he said, well, he does like does some art stuff. And if I want to join this shift festival, it was called, that was a festival for like electronic arts. And I was just so surprised, you know, that they invited me. And then I did like something with a visual artist called Raquel Meyer. Uh, she was from Spain and like she uh, makes like uh, eight bit visual art and I created music for it and, and that was pretty cool and then we had like a little gig in 2009 together and I think that was like the coolest concert I ever had because it was in 2009 and it was also a headphone concert and it was kind of like an exhibition but it was also a concert. So you could just look at the visuals of her, or you could also listen to my sound with the visuals. But it's weird, but also pretty cool. A lot of like artists are weird. When it comes to like other stories, right now I, I just focusing on this uh, new release with a lot of in, influence uh, from my, my last EP. So I just want to do something similar like that. Um, but also with better quality because sometimes I'm really not like happy with the quality of my sound and I want to make it more better. I don't know, I'm such a perfectionist sometimes when it comes to music. I'm, I'm like never satisfied with my stuff. I can also relate because I have a lot of project files and unfinished demos lying around on my hard drive that yeah, I'm probably like, never I have, going to finish. So many of them, and like it's it's really crazy, you know. Some tracks are like good, but then I have like no idea how I should continue. Same. And and, and then I'm, you know, it sounds like nice, but I at the end like I have maybe like 200 files at, at and then I start at the end I just like finish four songs or something like it's, it's always like that. You know, I start 200 things, but at the end, I, start, I, I finish uh, four things or even just two. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I have 45 project files, um, about two <laughs> remixes, two singles, and one EP. <laughs> that, that was all from, like, this year so far. Yeah. And then I have my yeah. special unreleased folder where I have four songs that are finished but unreleased. There is a work in progress I am working on right now that's, like, heavily influenced by one of your songs. I can send it over to you. I would love to hear it. I would really love to hear it. I took influence from that song I was mentioning earlier, but basically expressed in a way how I felt. If that makes sense, maybe. Um, yeah, it does. Make so sense. the song is gonna is probably going to be called "Where Were You?" But yeah, nice. uh, now now that mystery is resolved, I can now rest happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's very nice to hear. Yeah, um, I yeah, you're just still around, and that's like. R really surprising my friend Loxley sound unit will be really happy to hear that you're still around it's it's very nice you know to hear that like feedback because i didn't know that people you know, like in general would care about my music and this means a lot to me you know even like maybe my my english isn't the best but i oh wait i can i can listen to it now oh really okay then we, yeah. we might as well just like play it like in the in the podcast yeah <laughs> Alright, we're gonna start listening to it now. It's gonna be like a podcast exclusive uh, work in progress. Alright, let me know when you're gonna press play. I'm gonna play... I'm gonna press play now. Okay. Okay. Nice bell sounds. Cool. Yeah, I tried making everything like a melody. really nice it's it's only been 30 seconds <laughs> <laughs> i still love it like i tried to make the sound i've tried to make uh, the break sound very consistent so it's not it's mm -hmm. not just like a single loop This lead is very nice that you use. I detuned it yeah. and then, yeah. I like how atmospheric it is in general. It is really nice. I'm like six hours into it. Yeah, it is, it is really beautiful. Like, you know, it's kind of like melancholic, romantic, and very atmospheric at the same time. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's really nice. The second drop, though, it has much more breaks. I, I, I was really proud of this one. Yeah, you should be. It's, it's really amazing. I need to get rid of that hypersonic lead. I, I just didn't. I, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I didn't that in there. I'm gonna take it out. But yeah, that's gonna be the last drop, and then the next section will just be the ending. It's, I'm gonna keep it short. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it just nice, ends right there. Nice. Yeah, it's very it's very influenced by three seven five six four. So. Yeah, I can hear that. I can. I but can without vocals. Hear. Yeah, when you start a song. 
with what what do you start first do you just like have an idea or do you just do something i have no <laughs> idea because I, I i never start with the intro i, I personally I, I always start with the melody then i i add like a pad and then like bass and then breaks or whatever when i i make music i i don't really have like a, a, something in my head or a thought or an image sometimes i feel like making music and sometimes like or do you also have that where you can't listening to music anymore where you're just like after producing you're like oh man i i hate music <laughs> N well no never because i'm still trying to find like new artists yeah, yeah. Do you also Maybe get it's... that feeling where if you work on a project for long enough that you can't really tell whether it sounds good or not? Yeah, and then I ask other people if they like it. <laughs> yeah, that was me with that song because there have been days where I worked on that song for like two to three hours, yeah. have a headache, and then when I come back to it, I just like don't feel anything from it anymore. It's just, uh, okay, this sounds fine. I could possibly put this out, but huh. I don't really feel anything. For me, it's, it was also the same. I guess it's just because you listen to the track all the time and all the time. And then you kind of lose like the emotional connection to it. Yeah. I think music has a lot to do with like emotions and feelings. And if you lose like the emotional connection to your sound, it's like you can't really feel it anymore. And uh, when you show it to another person, they're just listen to it and feel it <laughs> like uh and i think that's like the best trick when you're having that yeah i don't know why also my track interstellar love story got like 60k plays and so many likes because i did that like three years ago and, and then the you manually just change the hertz to 432 this uh 432 hertz thing like a lot of people say like you know the music sounds more harmonic and stuff and whatever so i wanted to try this out on like this track you know and i tuned it to 430 32 hertz it was such a trend kind of like slowed and reverb songs yeah and, and i just wanted to try it out you know it's like people have virtual beliefs or stuff saying you know it's more it's better for your energy or aura or whatever I, I, I personally don't. didn't feel anything from it, so. <laughs> yeah, me, I also don't, like, feel, like, a huge difference. Like, maybe people saw this and were like, okay, like, this is interesting. But I, I use a lot of codes and, like, stuff in my music, for example, like, Solaris 12, 15, 22, 5. Actually, like, it's... The letter 12 is for the letter L, 15 is for the letter O, 22 is for the letter V, and 5 is for the letter E. So it means like Solaris Love. Hmm. And I do that sometimes like with, with tracks. So, yeah. Well, yeah, your tracks just definitely like inspired me to do some of my most recent stuff. It's not like I knew you like last week and immediately had to get you on the <laughs> podcast. I've known you for far longer than that, really. <laughs> But how did you discover this underground scene? This started like, like late June 2020 is when, mm -hmm. when I discovered Sewer Slut for the first time. I remember that morning specifically, me and my family wanted to go to Ikea for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know why, so I just came along with them. And I just saw on my, on my Spotify, huh, Sewer Slut, I've heard of them. Uh, let me go check their stuff out. First track I've listened to was what, New Love? Or was it pretty cunt? Um, I don't know. I can't. I can't remember. But one of my most favorite tracks of all time from her was definitely "New Love," and I loved it so much. But yeah, I was listening to her stuff. I wasn't listening to any of her projects. I was just listening to what was popular at that time. <laughs> so I was just like, "Oh shit!" As soon as I get back home, I should probably try and do this music. So I came back home, and made my first like proper track with proper mastering and mixing. Because all my uh, other projects beforehand, they didn't really sound good. They sounded kind of terrible. Except for that remix EP I did with uh, Jet Red Radio remixes. That was alright. And then another one where I sampled a literal hentai in it. Uh, that was... <laughs> that, yeah, that was also alright. I, I keep that up. But the only problem I had with those two releases is that the mastering sounded really muddy. Because I, I never knew how to master. With every project that I made, it always come with a limiter installed. So I didn't do any EQing or compression. 
So you I just use that limiter. Sounds good, Icer. Sounds good, Icer. And everything is is fine. And, yeah. Uh, and sausage fattener. And, like, I you, you never used any need, of them. You don't need any like those plugins, you know. Like you just need that, you know. Then everything will sound good. Yeah. <laughs> it's become much more of a meme in the EDM community. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I made this track, Purple Aura. It was it was released in the third of July. I made that track. And the first 10 seconds that I made of that song, I was just like, holy shit, this is exactly what I wanted to do. And I kept working on it. It was the first song I had ever made that took me eight hours straight. I li literally sat down in front of my computer for eight hours and just worked on that, st worked on that <laughs> song without any breaks whatsoever. And by the end of it, my head was just so full and I just walked outside for like 30 minutes and came back. That's cool. I sometimes, you know, I just feel dizzy when I'm making too much music. It's like taking drugs. <laughs> I don't know. You feel crazy after doing music all the time, especially in front of a display. And I think if you just make music like for so long without a uh, stop, I personally just see I don't enjoy it that much anymore afterwards. Now I just take breaks during the time I'm producing because otherwise I just stress myself too much sometimes. I'm just like, I, I want to finish that, I want to finish that, but then I'm, I'm hearing something, you know, and I'm like, oh, I want to change that as well, and I want to change this. Oh, this could sound a bit cooler or whatever, you know. And then I just waste too, too much time. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you just gotta leave things alone and just come back to it, like, after a few yeah. weeks. But even then, that doesn't even work for me. <laughs> I still <laughs> really? had no ideas after that. <laughs> what I was thinking, was like, you know, just make an EP with all, like, unfinished songs. And, like, try to finish them all in one month. So it's like, you know, you, you pick up, like, all the songs that you're, like, not really happy with. And then you try, like finish all of them in like one month and then i was thinking about that okay going back to what i was saying earlier after i made that mm -hmm. purple aura song i was going to release it as a single but then i had unknowingly made like one of my most popular tracks on uh spotify when they cry which was made a few days after that song was made and i i don't know why that song is popular i i personally think it's not it's not one of my best but hey if people enjoy it then sure i i'm really happy for that it has surpassed over 1000 plays on spotify earlier and that that made That's me really nice. happy but you might have heard it before <laughs> yes i did um it's a very nice song from what i can see like uh come here is also very popular yes yeah. <laughs> i know like, on soundcloud it's, it, yeah. i got like 15000 plays from that <laughs> I really like that one as well. The bass lines that you use, you know, I think you're you're pretty good at like making those bass lines and giving us like, the music a very cool atmosphere, in my opinion. I don't know any music theory, so I just go by ear usually. Uh, but music That's theory cool. is kind of becoming obsolete, especially when you're using like a DAW program, because yeah, the piano course. rolls right there. It labels what um, what note it is, so. I uh, learned like just playing chords, you know, and I, I know a little bit of music uh, theory, and I was playing the piano since I was a kid, so when it comes to music, like in general nowadays, you don't really need all of that anymore. It's so simple, but like what I don't like, it's, you know, it's, I'm not against that, but like I think it's weird that like packs exist or like programs that already create like chords and stuff. I think it's like weird in my opinion. Um, I'm guilty of using those uh, sometimes, but when I yeah, do use them, then okay. I try then I try to make them like sound different, kind of. <laughs> like the most popular sample pack out there is probably Jungle Jungle or something. Yeah, yeah, I know that one. I have like nothing against that. I also tried to do that once, but then I was feeling like almost guilty. This is kind of wrong. <laughs> I yeah, I, I used to be. I used to be against that. I'm just like, oh, it feels like it's not mine anymore. I'm just using someone's work. But yeah. I, I mean, I mean, the same could be same for sampling, really. But yeah, that's true. Try to like sample small parts or something, or like a voice, or just things, and then I add stuff to it like I sample and then I play uh, something uh, uh, to the sample you know I always make my music like that uh, most of the time I, I sample you know something and then 
a lesson you know um, which chord is is fitting uh, to this sample and then I, I just play a chord or a melody to it That's yeah how I, I make my music most of it and that's interesting because like not a lot of variety producers really do that like i yeah, can't think of any other true. one because i've it's well true. probably because i don't listen to a lot of artists i have to say that i almost listen to all kind of music genres like i don't like have a genre that i i've never listening to because like in in most genres i i can like find one or two artists that i really like of course there's some sub genres that i think like are crap but like most genres there's always something cool that you can find lately i also listen to a lot of like 80s smooth jazz things you know like i i, I like that as well and especially it's cool when you like can sample this stuff bring it into your music and create something new with it. my friend buckcore does the same he, he talked about yeah. it he just finds like jazz samples and tries to incorporate them into his own like little hyper pop stuff that's cool so really, that's cool. really cool yeah we still talk. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> it's not like strictly podcast. That's it. Like he would join yeah. the VC in like a server I'm in every once in a while, and we just talk. I think that. Or do you think my English is okay? Because like sometimes I'm a bit like insecure, you know. Because like I have to think what I should say. It sounds and... perfectly fine to me. I can un oh, I can understand nice. you like ninety nine yeah, percent yeah. of the time. <laughs> um. Because, uh, you know, I speak uh, Swiss German uh, and German and French. So those are the language I speak the most. And with English, uh, I only use it for my music. Actually, the name Foxy DK, it came from uh, my childhood. Like, I never told that to anyone. My first blue sheet that I had was a, a little fox. When I was a little kid, I really liked foxes and this was my favorite animal. My dad, he, you know, just called me like Füchsli, which that's Swiss German, which means fox, kind of like little fox. <laughs> and then like uh, DK, it's actually, you know, my first name is Dionys and my second name is, uh, you know, I don't say my second name because people can look it up. So it's, it starts you, you with K. Probably, you can probably give, yeah, you can give the uh, initials. Yeah, so it's DK, so I, that was, I gave the name because of those two things, because, because of my dad, who sadly passed away, then DK, you know, for my first and last name. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, that's okay. You know, sometimes this, this happens, so I think like in life in general, um, like you should really try to do the best with it and try to uh, make, make the stuff that make you happy when it comes to to those things i just saw like your life can end so fast you know and i think it's so important that you really do the things you love in life and not just do something for money or because someone says so that you should do this or that i think this is something that i learned you know especially when i, I had like a lot of like yeah, stuff that happened in my life were like really tragic and like with my music it was also for me like some kind of expression yeah you know too and uh it was something that that really helped me you know going through difficult times in my life i know that uh some people just spend the rest of their lives working to a nine-to-five job with very little enjoyment yeah, so. uh, I, I'm a graphical artist. I, I do that for a living. I work for myself most of the time. I worked for a company once and it was okay, you know. I don't like working 100% like 9 to 5 my whole life. I, I just wanted to change that and wanted to like work for myself. I think we should like change the topic kind of big. It's getting a bit too real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's getting too real. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah. were there any artists that were uh, big who contacted you other than Sewer? Do you, yeah, of course. Um, like, do you know from PC Music, uh, TLC? Nope, I don't know. So, um, she was very popular. She makes kind of like hyper pop. I think like the term hyper pop originated from this 
PC music label. Those were like the first guys who actually created this kind of sound. She contacted me and uh, I, I met her in Paris. There was a gig together with this very popular guy. He, he also like um, have this label called Bitbird. His name is San Holo. Have you ever heard of him? But yes. He makes like more. Yeah. So, yeah, I also like uh, talked with him a couple times about like music. Yeah, I guess and who else like bigger artists? I was writing a lot back in the days with like Lolly Ripe, but they're not really popular. So <laughs> I don't know. I guess like Sam Holo was like the most popular dude and TLC and like the guys from like PC Music once. I wanted to do something for PC Music in 2015, but like I, I just, you know, couldn't really. I, and I, I was thinking like my music is it's not that good. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping you, you, you had, like, interacted with Gorshit at some point. That would have been super cool. Yes, I did, but that was, <laughs> so, <laughs> that was like, eight years ago. <laughs> since, since from now on, I, I haven't, like, talked with him. Yeah. He seems cool, to be honest. Yeah, he seems, like, pretty cool. I would like to, like, meet him or, like, having a gig with him. That would be very nice. Or, or just, like, in... In general, I would like to have like a gig again, like somewhere or just with a lot of like great musicians or create something that would be very cool. Yeah, I think I'm done <laughs> with the text file. I, I don't know. We can keep going. How long do you have really? I don't know. <laughs> How long we've been talking? I, uh, I would say one hour and 11 minutes. I got like most of my most important questions answered and, and they're That's all nice, satisfying. Yeah. They're very satisfying. Yeah, I'm happy to hear that. And I hope my English, I, I'm happy that my English is uh, understandable. So that's that's great as well. <laughs> yeah. What would you like to do in the future? Or do you have like any anything that you plan like with your music? I'm not sure really. I would just like continue doing what I do uh, because I my, my sound keeps evolving with each song or release I do. So, mm -hmm. and I'm still kind of growing thanks to like people like Buckcore and everything. Um, That's very nice. Yeah. Actually, I have a question for you. Like, is mm -hmm. it, is it, was it only my Spotify that you found or was it something else? Uh, just Spotify. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I was listening a lot to Nfrag. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's why. Um, I just uploaded my music like some months ago on Spotify. And like, I, I've never like used it before, but there were so many people who said like, you know, like, I don't have SoundCloud, like, can you upload it on Spotify and Spotify, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, no, no, <laughs> I will do it. I was like, you know, uh, I was thinking like, no, but then uh, that wouldn't be really yeah. a bad idea. So. Yeah. <laughs> the only issue so, is that you probably come across as like sample issues and stuff because some samples yeah, are like, copyrighted. I mean, the only sample that I've used, for example, on Colorful Dreams was like, remember why? And for in Bring It Here. I know, uh, don't stop. So I used only like, um, I guess it was the Remember Why was the track from Alexander O'Neill. Uh, and for Don't Stop, um, I used like, um, some like Miami bass stuff and like some vocals, you know, that I found. Yeah. Uh, but the other things are not like sampled. And and yeah, of course, in Interstellar Love Story, I also use like vocal samples. Um, yeah. Like you could like I get know. away from it, like you, even if you get use away. vocal samples <laughs> and nobody would care, like no one would yeah. go after you. And I, I like changed the sample, so I made like faster and stuff, and I added new things to it. So I, you know, played a melody and a pad to the sample, or played with my guitar. So I think it's not that of a big issue. <laughs> Let's do a bit of a role reversal. What do you have anything to ask about me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, have you ever been to Japan? <laughs> never. 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 I haven't traveled in so long. Really? 
last time I ever like made like a major travel, so because you know I, I, this is a bit personal, but sometimes mm. I would go to Poland like every year. Yeah, no, not for the past two years. I I haven't because mm -hmm. obvious obviously uh, the thing. But yeah, th I think my last major holiday probably would have been like Spain or something. I'm not sure. Oh, and that's uh, I don't travel much often. I don't know. Like I traveled for a very long time. Once like over two years. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in Japan for I would say like three months uh, but like I really wanted to discover everything uh, maybe you know CDR Do you yeah know him? yeah yeah I meet I met CDR there he, he saw and I, I saw like we wanted to do a gig together but I didn't have like my stuff with me <laughs> and, were they yeah, performing he, that <clears throat> Yeah, CDR is performing at like a place, and yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. I liked that. Uh, that gig was very nice there. I it was very cool. When I went to Akihabara, I I didn't like anime anymore. So I just like just saw it, and then it was too much for me. I was like, you know, <laughs> everywhere just fucking anime, and it's all sh <laughs> like it's, it's just a like a. a Sorry, I was swearing. No, uh, that's right. <laughs> swearing is tolerated here. Okay. Um, like, I just saw, like, all this stuff and those made cafes. And <laughs> I was really like, oh, man, like, I, I hate that so much. And and that, there was always this, like, shitty J-pop music that they were playing. <laughs> like, but so loud that you, like, couldn't, like, focus on, like, anything because it was just, and after that, I was like, man, I hate anime, so I never really wanted <laughs> I just saw some videos where there's this borderline 18-plus stuff, like, in on display, yeah. where anyone can see. Did you see any of that? Yeah, yeah, and I was just like, that's so weird. For me, it was just like, and then I, I wanted to, like, go to a store and I wanted to get, like, those old like ipod classics because you know i wanted to like put a ssd in it because i uh, i don't know I li when i listen to music on my phone like the battery dies so fast so i wanted to get like those old uh, ipods and modify it and then I, I went to a store and then there was like an electronic store where you could like buy stuff and then i went up and then there was some very weird stuff, you know. So you could go there and spend like time with like a maid or something. But that was such just like a, in an electronic store, like, and I was so confused. I was like, where am I here? And then I, I just went out. I had a, a girlfriend, a Japanese girlfriend. Mm -hmm. uh, well, she's also from Switzerland. I went with her to Japan and like it was good because like I think you will really get lost uh, a bit if you're you know if you can't speak Japanese and you're in a in Tokyo for example so it's good to have like someone that can speak Japanese yeah J Japan <laughs> must be like chaos there like you cannot like everywhere you go is just anime you, you cannot escape it <laughs> yeah yeah and then I, I really began to don't like it anymore it's just like you know, I could like draw anime and it's like, I, I don't want to draw this anymore. <laughs> I don't get like, this. <laughs> when I was in, in Tokyo, like, I, I, it was just too much for me. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's to be expected. Have you ever been to those uh, pachinko parlors? No, no, I haven't. Oh, good, because your, 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 your ears probably would have been blown off. I heard they're like super loud as soon as you get in there. No, like, I wanted to go, uh, but like, uh, I just like, yeah, I was outside of one, and then I, I just like, was like, oh no, this is too much for me. I, <laughs> I go to another place. <laughs> but they have like beautiful parks there. It's amazing, you know, especially like the parks in Tokyo. They're really beautiful. Yeah, they're very clean. Yeah. Strange thing for me it was like they had like no trash cans there and i always went to those 7-eleven shops in Tokyo. <laughs> so I, I because they're like cheap and i was eating like natto or like some other stuff like that i could find like for breakfast and then i you know just chilled at the park but like i was always like i always wanted to like find a, uh, a trash trash bin yeah. Trash bin, yeah. yeah. You trashed the uh, trash bin. 
uh, but like uh, it was so difficult to find. But I figured out because there was like a terrorist attack once, and they got like rid of like the trash ca- uh, trash bins in Japan mm-hmm. because of like this. It was like a weird sect. I forgot it. There was a terrorist attack, and then they got rid of all the trash uh, bins. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, is there anything else to say, really? Uh, What's your like favorite anime? Like, what do you watch right now? Do you watch any anime? I haven't watched anime since I since uh, Evangelion, which was like back in February, and it was Evangelion was too much for me. I I just stopped watching. It's, it's just like it's confusing. Yeah, it's know. confusing. Very sad. I just stopped at like episode yeah. twenty, and uh. I think like when you watch. Evangelion and Serial, um, what is it? In L- just call Lane. it Lane, yeah. Lane. <laughs> I forgot sometimes. Like the I English never one. watched Lane. Then you're confused as hell if you watch both. Like, uh, <laughs> I think like both are very like trippy. But I, I like this style of style. I like, you know, all this like cyberpunk stuff. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, people just tell me that my art looks like something that would belong in Lane, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, and I'm sitting over here like, I never watched Lane, and they get really <laughs> surprised. <laughs> yeah, because it reminded me a bit of Lane, you know, your art, you know, and with like, the aesthetics. A lot of my art and music inspiration came from Sewer, but then later on I just got, I just have more influences now, so. Yeah, at the start I was like very influenced by her, but then like later on hearing yeah. about her controversies and such. I just kind of like distanced myself away from her. Yeah. yeah. I understand. You talked also about hyperpop and all that. Yeah. Um, so do you think it will like get bigger? Because I think all these like micro genres now are getting more popular. I mean, there's still like some underground stuff. More and more of this micro genres became like, but do you think it has to do with like SoundCloud or do you think it has to do with like TikTok? I think like a lot of like people got famous because of TikTok, especially when it comes to hyper pop. Um, one of my friends did say that like people like Charlie XCX and Sophie popularized yeah. that genre. So yeah, like from PC music. That's yeah, that's true. That's true. it was a small genre. But then those artists just popularized it. Do you know what C-Punk is? Not really, no. So it was also like a micro genre in uh, like 2011 to 2014. But it never like got popular. So it's kind of like a mix between like jungle, juke, and like elements of like water and stuff, you know, where they have like rain dropping or oceans or dolphins. So it's I'm like, guessing it's like similar to Vaporwave, kind of? Yeah, it's similar to Vaporwave. So it's, and like, actually it's kind of like Vaporwave, but like it's it's a bit different. And back in the days so now when, when Tumblr was very popular, there were like so many micro genres and stuff. All this like Tumblr thing is now a bit gone, I think. Yeah. Like it's it's not really a thing anymore. Like with um, all those micro genres and things. I mean, like there's still like new genres that are popping up all the time. I think Tumblr really was very influential when it came to different styles and different uh, music speaking of vaporwave there are like many subgenres for vaporwave i think one of them is like yeah. dream, dream punk or something yeah dream punk yeah of course or like mall soft there's so many you know i enjoy it's, a it's lot terrible. of vaporwave that's also one of my influences because i listen to a lot of 2814 telepath uh, telepath is really great yeah telepath. he's an amazing artist uh hong um, kong express i also listened to him um mesh oh yeah like hong kong express he actually i have like a other project you uh called low freight so i was making like uh, also vaporwave and and uh back in the days he when he started the slave he was writing if i want to release a ep or something on like dream catalog it's like I, I never did. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Dream catalog is fully dead now. Hong Kong Express completely killed it. I don't know why. 
like it was a very cool label there were like a lot of people were saying like oh wake away for stable like I, I like what they did like with dream catalog where they not just use sample based uh vaporwave stuff so there were like more people like really created like a, a new sound and that was like very interesting for me and now i think it's also a bit sad that it's uh basically dead yeah it's dead <laughs> i don't those, know those maybe hong kong like, express might have like gone insane or something because yeah. they, they they killed it because they were getting sick of the community and started making vapor hell tweets on their twitter and then hong kong express started like taking the piss out of uh blank banshee and called it white banshee and made like very shitty experimental yeah. rock music and then he completely killed it i that that's it nothing else like all his all his social medias are deleted yeah. everything it's dead it's completely i don't know dead. like why people always want so much drama and shit like just fucking chill, you know. I don't know. <laughs> oh no, like just like go outside, you know, go for a walk. Go touch care. grass. Go touch grass. Go like oh no, like learn the fucking kickflip with a skateboard. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the the community is still around though. It's you don't really hear about it nowadays. Yeah, that's the vaporwave talk. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, like, what else we should talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, again, my friends will be really happy to hear this. It was, like, very nice, you know, talking to you. And, yeah, same uh, here. I was, I was probably, for, like, for the most excited me. here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I also was very excited because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a very shy person, and I actually never, like, do stuff like that. <laughs> I say uh, to myself, you know, just... Do it, you know. Don't. don't and now worry people know it. what you sound like now. Yeah. I probably like get it out like the next day or something or tonight, depending on how I work. Yeah, this no has problem. been really interesting because like I've known you because of that controversy with Sewer, and then I I never listened to the remix, but I did listen to the original because I all people told me just like oh Sewer added louder breaks to that song and I'm just like okay cool I don't care. I listened to the <laughs> original song and I was not disappointed. <laughs> that's nice to hear to be honest i like her remix it's it's not that bad yeah like it's passable like yeah <laughs> i guess i guess i will eat something now. all right <laughs> thank you very thank you all very much for listening uh thank you very much for accepting that offer you seem very acceptant to be on this podcast you're yeah, you're sure. just very very polite <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you very much, you know, that you gave me the opportunity and, you know, it was very nice talking to you and I really like your music. I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah, I initially just wanted to reach out to you about, like, the, the questions that I had for 37564, mm -hmm. but why not just, like, have an entire podcast where yeah. I talk? Yeah, I, I don't know how frequent these podcasts are going to be. This is recorded a month after I did that recording with Bug. So 25th yeah. of June was the last episode and 25th of July is the current one. <laughs> but yeah, cool. I'm not sure how frequent this is going to be. Yeah, like every month would be nice. Yeah. I, I would be a listener to it. <laughs> <laughs> cool, thank you. Yeah. I'll probably still text you like right after that. <laughs> depending yeah, on perfect. how i'm feeling i just tend to text people randomly nice. so i hope you don't mind you can can always text me though. yeah uh i'm always at home <laughs> yeah well obviously i'm waiting until the whole shtick is over and then i can go yeah. outside yeah it's really annoying but yeah well yeah once again thank you very much and You're uh, welcome. Yeah. yeah this has been nice I've it's really been nice it was, yeah. <laughs> All right, thank Have you. Have a great evening. Bye. All right, see ya. See you. Bye.